Welcome to My Vagina. This is Jesse Karen. And this is Rebecca Frank. And here we are again having our current historical, hysterical, and infuriating conversation about our lives as vagina having <laughs> organisms. All <laughs> content made up on the spot, but probably researched. Just kidding, fools. It's definitely researched. <laughs> So I had this cool experience. You know, sometimes you forget that people are listening. Mm -hmm. And our producer, Kate, recently shared this uh, Instagram post slash tweet that I thought was really awesome. She was like, if you get down on yourself as podcasters, think about all your listeners in a room Mm -hmm. listening to you. Mm -hmm. And like, we have kind of a lot of listeners. Mm -hmm. And so like, that's a really big room. Um, (laughs) But we don't know who's in there. So... My dad, who's in was, there? Who's in so many people? Are you in there? Are you in there? Can you hear us? Can you hear us? <laughs> if you're not in, yet, in there, did this podcast actually happen? Listeners, can you hear us? <laughs> um, so my dad told me this story uh, the other day that he had gone out um, to lunch with a couple of his friends and his friend's son, who I happen to have graduated from high school from high school with. Did you get yogurt on your phone? Yeah. Delicious. It. Do it. Um, and he graduated a year below me and I haven't talked to him I don't think maybe ever Mm -hmm. but I mean maybe when I was like you know 16 years old I talked to him once Mm -hmm. anyway we're friends on Facebook and I had shared uh an article that I wrote for my blog about um FOSTA SESTA and and how we've been having a hard time censorship stuff blargy Mm -hmm. blarg 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 and he read the whole thing and started a conversation with my dad basically being like um how does Rebecca do that? Like, how can they be censored for this anatomically correct vulva? Yes. He used that line. How do they get such amazing guests? And he started listening to the podcast oh my and God. had all this stuff to say about it. And it's, you know, sometimes. That's so cool. Yeah, sometimes. And, and like the people that you almost least expect to listen. Like mm-hmm. it never would have occurred to me that that guy would have been curious enough to click on my link and then curious enough to yeah. go listen to some of the interviews. Um, and you just never know. And it was this really cool, like, educational moment. Yeah. Like for me of just being like, don't, I hadn't written on my blog for a while because I was feeling like it didn't matter Mm -hmm. and like nobody was reading it and I was putting all this work in for nothing. And Mm -hmm. sometimes I know that we have listeners, but like sometimes it feels like we're yelling into the ether. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's really cool that. Into the void. Yeah. I just had this moment of being like, you know what? It does matter. Like the work matters, even if only one person reads it yeah. and one person listens and it makes a difference for them. Yeah. And it was just a really cool moment. It made yeah. me really proud of us. Yay. So the rest of this episode, we're going to continue talking to Diana about breast cancer and stay tuned for the end where we give you some fun nicknames for the clitoris because in two weeks, we're going to have a whole episode about the clitoris. That's exciting. And please don't forget to donate to us on glow.fm. Thanks. You made the decision, but like, has there been a process? Because like, it's still getting used to your body looking different, right? Is there a process, or were um, you just like, whatever? I feel great. Well, it's uh, kind of a mixture of different yeah. things. Because on the one hand, I'm, I don't know why, but I've never had a problem with self esteem. Mm-hmm. I can't say I ever have. I've just like never gave a gave a fuck. Where'd you get and that so from? I have no clue. Because like I got like, Just like my dad go, like, left reading. Really rub young. up against you. So like, like I should like I should 
I, you know, like I feel like maybe I should care a little bit more, but I like really don't give no. a fuck. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but, and I've never, so I've never had that problem. So I feel like having that foundation kind of like helped me yeah. not really care. It took a little bit and it's like, there, like there's points where there's this one picture that I posted online. It was shortly after my surgery and I don't know why, but I was in the bathroom and I still had the bandages across my chest and I had um, drain tubes because you have to have drain tubes for a couple of weeks. And I was looking at myself in the mirror as I was like emptying out my drain tubes. <laughs> drain <laughs> tubes for your boob? Yeah, it, they put, um, so if they just like took the breast tissue out and then they closed it up and that's it, okay. they didn't put any drain tubes in, like the um, liquids, like blood and other like pus and whatever, like whatever can be like, right. The natural like healing processes, they, uh, your body produces a lot of like liquid. So if you don't put drain tubes in, uh, it can like, it will like Like expand and then can get infected. Okay. So they put drain tubes in. So it's like, they put it across your chest. I had two drain tubes, like one on each side. And then every morning you have to like measure how much drainage you have. Really? Yeah. And then like empty it out. Did it Um, change color over time? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they make you monitor it. it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I had like a little spreadsheet that I would like write that down in. And uh, yeah, there was one morning I was just like looking at myself in the mirror in the bathroom and I had like my, my uh, uh, thankfully people had, had thought to get me a lot of pajamas that were buttoned up, which was great because yeah. my arms like couldn't really stretch because of like all the scars here that I couldn't really move them. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad they thought of that. I couldn't wear a t-shirt for like a month after, yeah. after okay. the surgery. Like, but you don't think of stuff like yeah. that, but I'm glad other people did. So my, my pajamas were like unbuttoned and I was looking at myself with like the the bandages and the drain tubes. And I don't know why, but for some reason I felt really beautiful that day, which Aww. like makes no sense. But I like took a picture of myself and like posted it on Instagram. Yeah, that's and awesome. I was like, Badass is beautiful. So yeah, <laughs> but I was like, you know, you deal with a lot of shit and it just makes you better. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, but it's like there are moments when I'm just like, I wonder what it feels like to other people Mm -hmm. to look at me and to notice that something is wrong. Like most of the time you can't tell, but there are some things I'll wear that are like a little tight and I don't give a fuck, but like I'm sure people like notice, especially Mm -hmm. people that know. Mm -hmm. Um, And I wonder what it's like for them. I wonder what it's like for my husband for me to like not have titties anymore, you know, because like we have sex and it's like, what (laughs) what is it like for him to like not, you know, he used to like to play with them. So it's right. like, what right. is it like for him to like not, and it's an adjustment for sure. But, um, have you guys talked about that at all? Or? Yeah, we talked about it a little bit and he does, he did tell me like, he's, we're brutally honest with one another. Mm-hmm. And he always, like, he did tell me that he, you know, he's always been like a boob man. Like he likes breasts and there's nothing shameful about that, Mm-mm. but he's like, but I love you. So it like, Aww. doesn't, doesn't, you know, like it's different for him, but yeah. it's not, like it doesn't like ruin Do anything. it. For it doesn't. Him. Yeah, right. it's not a game well, changer. So, also, right. and for you though, because I imagine that the sensation is different now. It is different. Right? Although I will say, like scar tissues, like the more they heal, the more you can feel. Because at first it's just kind of like numb. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, but at some point, like the the feeling comes back, and it feels kind of nice actually. Like when somebody like touches mm-hmm. like the scars, mm-hmm. so it's not oh. the sensation is not entirely gone. So it's still there. Right. And there is like an emotional attachment to it as well. It's like, oh, like somebody's touching me there, like even though mm-hmm. it's a scar. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. even though it's, you know, not what it's supposed to look like, right. like naturally, but it's, you know, like it's still, 
I can't explain. Like, am I explaining? No, it right? no, I yeah. <laughs> is there no nipples, or is it Nothing. with? Or, okay, and yeah, so, I, I asked them about that actually. I asked the um, plastic surgeon about that if I could keep the nipples, and mm-hmm. they were like, well. He just looked at me, and he was so sarcastic about it. I, like, loved him right away. <laughs> this was the second plastic surgeon. He was like, well, your cancer is called invasive ductal carcinoma. <laughs> okay. So, uh, you know, no. we got to get rid of the ducts. Yeah, you're like, you're probably, <laughs> we got to get rid of the ducts. I thought he was so great. That is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> if only, like, more, yeah, that would right. be amazing. And I was like, okay, fair enough. Like, that's all you even have to say. Right. I don't even know why I said it. Like, but I, I was always curious, so, like, some people can keep it. It depends on like you can, the type. Yeah, yeah, you can. But okay. it's uh, you know, it is a lot easier for them to remove it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and it like it will serve no purpose except aesthetic. Aesthetics. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And it, it will just be more of a pain in the ass for the surgeon. Yeah. And there's you know, like my cancer could have come back like in the ducks. Although it came back anyway. Because <laughs> apparently you don't have to have breast tissue to have breast cancer. Wow. <laughs> Which I didn't know, but uh, I now guess, I do. I feel like nobody does. <laughs> yeah, nobody nobody talks this. about yeah. that. People were like, wait, you got breast cancer again? Did yeah. you keep any of your titty? Like, did you yeah. keep like a little bit of your titty? I'm like, no, like all of it is gone. gone. But it's like, it came back in the skin and the lymph node. In the node. skin? Mm-hmm. Wow. And it doesn't, and because it's in the skin, it doesn't become skin cancer. It's nope. still breast it's cancer. Breast it's breast cancer sp- that's in the skin. Skin cancer is different. It's very different. It's a completely different type of cancer. Cancer's but this was dick. the same type of cancer because, you know, they take the biopsy, they look yeah. at it under the microscope, they grow it in the lab mm. to see they like, grow how fast. It? Yeah, because wow, to see how fast that. it grows and okay. stuff like that. Yeah. They monitor it. Yeah, yeah, they do a lot of shit in to the To see lab. how fast so, it'll grow in yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. So. so it's still the same type of cancer, but it, like, hangs out in the same area. Like, just the whole... Because, like, where the ha- hormones, like, hang out and have burgers yeah, or whatever. And, well, the weird part Sorry. about <laughs> me, and it's like, the doctors haven't really explained this to me, uh, but my cancer keeps coming back in the same spot. Spot. Like the literal exact same like geographic Because location. I had like when I had breasts, like uh-huh. I had it right over in this area yeah. right here, which yeah. people can't see, but you know, you guys yeah. can see. And then when I got my lumpectomy, because I first started with like a lumpectomy after right. the first time. What's a lumpectomy? When you just cut out the small piece. Okay. You don't remove the whole breast. So you just cut out the cancer and then, you know, you get some margins and then you stitch it back up. Okay. And uh, when I got the lumpectomy, my first recurrence was on the scar tissue of the lumpectomy. My second recurrence was on the scar tissue of my double mastectomy, which made me feel even more grateful that I didn't get reconstruction because that shit would have been lost in all of this shit that would have been happening for the reconstruction for either one of them. Because you could have been, it would have been harder to find. And yeah, because it was when I found it, it was like, how did you find, like, how did you know? It was, I don't know. I was just, like, feeling for it. I always oh, feel you found that it area. Again. Oh, yeah, she yeah. I found it every, every time. time. Yeah. And it's, like, when I was feeling, like, I was just kind of, like, checking out the scar tissue, but I also, I was putting uh, silicone cream yeah. on the scars. It, when I was feeling for it, you know, you just, like, naturally feel for it, and it's, like, that's always the space that it's been, so right. I always kind of feel it anyway. Yeah. And I was feeling, I'm, like, this is a hard spot right here. And I was, I oh could just God. tell. I can't and it was so tight, like, smaller like. than a pea, like, itty bitty itty bitty like tiny tiny and I just knew because I'd found it twice before so like I knew and people were like it has to be scar tissue they're just like no I'm like I have literally 20 inches on one side and like 16 inches on the other side of scar tissue you cannot tell me right none of it feels like that this one spot (laughs) unfortunately you've had a very good track record for finding it so like everyone should just be like believe you she's three for three now I think they were just trying to make me feel yeah they knew 
knew that I knew like what I was feeling yeah. and they were respecting that, but mm-hmm. they were trying to like give me another perspective until I saw the doctor yeah. just to like help me not lose yeah. my shit. I mean, we we all do that. We're like, I'm right. sure you're fine, but go get checked out. Mm-hmm. But I'm I mean, sure you're and fine. that's what yeah. I was saying to myself too. I was like, it has to be like, I mean, twice was already weird enough. Like yeah. there's no way yeah. a third time could possibly happen and they don't know they don't know why it goes back to the same spot they have no idea they say that's the strangest part of all that it's in the same fucking spot they 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 like have no idea but that happens often they don't know like they they're saying they actually haven't seen that happen because a lot of the times when there's a recurrence there's at least like 10 to 20 years between recurrences and uh, a lot of times it's in another breast yeah. and it's a completely different breast cancer because okay. there are several yeah. types of breast cancer. So like it would be a completely different breast cancer. But for me, it was the same exact cancer each time. Yeah. And I got three breast cancers within the span of two years. Whoa. Like that's but insane. three of the same type of breast three cancer. Three of the same exact type, like triple positive each time. And what it was fuck? like, I, I don't know. I'm some kind of cancer magnet, I guess. I don't, I don't fucking know. That's crazy. I, it's like, it's like yeah. you know that they must have removed everything, but it's like it makes you think maybe they didn't remove everything. Right. You That's what, what it mean? makes you feel like. But it's like, but I trust my doctor. Of course. Yeah. You know, they were my, some of my friends were like, oh, you know, like you have to sue and you have to whatever. But I'm no. like, I would only sue someone if I knew they had malicious intent right. or if it was like true negligence. Right. I don't feel that there was anything like that here. You know what I mean? Like I, I believe that my doctors wanted to help me mm-hmm. and they were not negligent. Like the doctors mm-hmm. that I had were part of like the Princeton medical team and Princeton, like they don't fuck around. Like, you yeah. know, they have good doctors there. So I knew that it wasn't anything that they did wrong. It's just... I mean, cancer is your body turning on you. Right. That's what it is. Like, people right. seem to forget that. Yeah. But it's like, no, it's your own cells saying, fuck it. Fuck yeah. it. <laughs> just like, yeah. Just like, whatever, like going haywire. I, I also have, like, I have a lot of friends who are nurses. One is becoming a nurse practitioner, which is, like, essentially a doctor outside of, like, prescribing medicine. Mm-hmm. And they always scare the crap out of me in terms of, like, ho- hospitals and, me- and the medical field. And, like, one of the things that she said to me was, like, the more that I learn, the more that I realize we know nothing. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and that's so how like, I felt as well. At, yeah. Yeah. At the I, end of the day, that's, they want to help you for the most part. Like they want to yeah. help you and they want to do good by you. But like it, they, yes, they make mistakes, but also sometimes we just don't know and can't see. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, and you have to realize this, you know, and, uh, once again, I feel like the reason why people sue doctors so often it's because they expect these doctors to be perfect, you know? Right. And it's go, like going back to what we talked about yeah. initially. And it's like, I, you know, I, I see them as people now, especially, and I just know they're scrambling to figure out what's wrong with you and they're scrambling to help you out and to figure out what treatment will do good and yeah. what treatment won't work. And, you know, and it also doesn't help that like we are, people are all the same, but we're all different as well. Mm-hmm. And so it's like what one person reacts to could be completely different, like how another person reacts to it. And mm-hmm. like, I've experienced this with other cancer patients which um, people have called me the worst cancer patient ever for saying this, but it's like, <laughs> I have a problem with cancer patients sometimes. Uh. <laughs> and I'm just like, I hate cancer patients. <laughs> uh, tell me why. Well, I mean, it's just because I don't, I don't know how to say it without sounding like a total asshole. <laughs> we sound like assholes all the time. Yeah, we're really good but at it. Yeah, I feel like it's... Um, I don't know. I I feel like you can kind of whip your mind into shape. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, I've, I've had 
I've dealt with depression and anxiety and I've been through a lot of therapy, which I feel helped prepare me for difficulties in life. And it's like, so you can have a handle on it. There are times when you spiral out of control for sure, you know, like mental illness is hard. However, when you're faced with um, difficult things in life, I feel like you do have a choice how you perceive it. And outside world certainly has an impact on how you perceive those things, but you have to like be strong and like fight it, like fight the fucking depression, like fuck depression, like yeah. fuck it. Like I fucking refuse to let it like get me down. Although sometimes I can't help it, yeah. but I like, you, you have to, like there are people who give up, mm -hmm. like there, there are yeah. cancer patients who get their cancer diagnosis and it's like, give up. Mm -hmm. And I felt that, like I felt it, but it's like, you have to find things to, and if you're not able to do it this yourself, you need to see a therapist or somebody to help you give the look tools. at life, right, give you the tools to, to, fight. to fight it. And it's like, you know, it, like you have to kind of see the brighter side. Yeah. You have to um, enjoy it as much as you can. Like cancer sucks, chemo sucks, but my favorite part about getting chemo therapy dogs that come in. Oh. I always made sure to schedule my appointments on the days that they have, uh, like schedule my infusions on the days that they have um, therapy dogs. Uh, therapy dogs. You're a and it's like, but I've seen like, you know, owners of the therapy dogs walking up to other patients and being like, oh, would you like to pet the dog? And they're like, no. What, what, right, what, they just want to be, why? they just need to, they need to sit in their thing for whatever reason. Yeah. Right, and I'm just like, but it'll make you feel better. Yeah, like, there have been times when better. I was nauseous as shit, discouraged, because yeah. it's my third cancer, you know? Yeah, like, and, and I'm in young. a really short amount right, of time. Right, in a really short amount of time. Like, it's, it was a lot to deal with, but I'm like, I'm Take really, I'm feeling terrible, but I'm like, you know what? No, bring this dog, put it in my lap, and it just makes you feel better. Like, you have to... You have to like do nobody something. can help you feel better. Like it really has to come from within. Mm -hmm. And even therapists that help you feel better, they help you help yourself. Make you know, like choice. it's not right. Mm -hmm. It's like you know, sometimes medication helps. Sometimes you know, what whatever it can be. But it's like you gotta like not give up. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, for yeah. cancer and also like in life in fucking general, like yeah. I feel like that's just uh, an ode to everyone is to like make the choice to, I mean, like, obviously we all have moments of sadness and depression sure. and like, you know, and feeling sorry for ourselves. But ultimately at the end of the day, you can make the choice to be like, okay, cool. What can I take from this? Pet the fucking dog. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. exactly. I, lo I love Pet the fucking yeah. dog. <laughs> yeah. so and, and that's the thing. How are you feeling now? What's going on with you now? Well, I had a rough couple of weeks because of all my <laughs> other issues. Yeah. But, um, I'm feeling... I don't know. I feel like once I finished chemo, I was feeling really down for a while, honestly, because I was thinking to myself, man, I finished chemo, but there's all this hormonal therapy and, you know, like it's not as over as you think it is. And it's like, I have to get my ovaries removed. I have to be on this medication like every day for foreseeable future. I have to still keep going for infusions for hormonal medicine to block like two of the three hormones uh, that I'm like, you know, my cancer is positive for. So like, I'm still, I'm still going to have to do that for like almost another year. It's and it's like, right. It's, it's just, sometimes it feels like, you know, my infusions are once every three weeks 
and that's my life you know like yeah three weeks three goes weeks. fast yeah goes and it's fast. like these three weeks I gotta like fit as much but like my attitude towards it is I gotta fit as much life as possible into these fucking three weeks yeah, yeah. and then like I get my infusion I feel kind of shitty for a couple of days like whatever it's not as bad as chemo but it's still you're not 100% you because um, it's hormonal obviously right. so it affects it, like your bone density it affects your moods mm. and it can affect Ugh. like other shit and we didn't even talk about all the vagina stuff <laughs> Oh my god! Came from fucking Pennsylvania. Yeah, girl, talk about your vagina. Hold on, I gotta pee. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like, like this is important. Like you know, like my story is just like one of thousands of people of women. You know, it's just like, and I, I I really believe that people need to know. Like people need to know. And um, I feel like the more we cringe from the subject, the more it needs to get talked about. Yeah. Um, for I sure. I can't tell you how much I love you for coming in here and saying I have all the cancer and then yeah. laughing for like <laughs> five minutes. And I'm like sometimes Incredible. when I laugh, like sometimes I laugh and I just, and maybe it's just having cancer. It makes me like look at life this way. This might sound kind of cheesy, but it's like when I laugh, I fucking laugh. Yeah. Like, I don't hold myself back. I snort. I don't give a fuck how I sound. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, I don't even give a shit. Like, sometimes I wonder if people hear, like, the note of hysteria in my laughter yeah. because, like, I'm, like, emotionally damaged. Like, with, like, all the shit that's been happening, you know? Yeah. Like, it's, so it's hard to deal with. Yeah. And so in my laughter, I'm sure you can hear, like, the the the, the note of, like, insanity. Well, you, but you need <laughs> no. it, right? But, like, you um, need like living to find harder. the it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm really lucky because I have my husband, mm-hmm. who's the shit, yeah. and I have my friends, who are the best, and they, you know, like, they support me through this. They let me talk when I need to talk. They let me cry when I need to cry. Mm-hmm. They let me drink when I need to drink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, having that support is everything. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I, I do appreciate my husband specifically because he makes me laugh. Uh, I'll tell you a little story. This is still not about my vagina. That's okay. But we'll get we'll into get it. Uh, <laughs> but this story is pretty funny. It was the first time I got diagnosed. Mm-hmm. I was at home. He was at work. But we live where he works. So he just, like... I called into the office and I cried to like this, the, the woman who's the receptionist there, Janine. She's the best. Uh, I called her and I was like, listen, Janine, like I got the bad news. She knew I was waiting for Aww. the results. And I'm like, listen, I got the bad news. I have, you know, cancer and whatever. I was a blubbering mess. I was like, could you just tell Ryan to like come um, to come home for for a minute at least, like to like let me, you know, tell him about it. Yeah. And she told him he showed up and he just hugged me. And I cried, and he cried with me, which is rare in a guy. Oh. <laughs> but it's true. It's really rare. And, like, I love that about him. And it's, like, that he's able to, like, feel what I'm feeling, yeah. like, really feel it. And so he cried for a few minutes. And then I, I was, like, I pulled away from him, and I was, like, telling him facts. Mm-hmm. So he knew I was over, like, the kind of, like, I need to let go and cry for a minute mm-hmm. phase. And he was like, okay, so he listened to all the facts that I told him about cancer or whatever. He's like, listen, is it too soon or can we watch the episodes of Archer that are about him getting breast cancer? <laughs> and you're like, never too soon. <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, uh, this is fucking relationship win right, right. here. Yeah. <laughs> so best outcome for a diagnosis day ever right right and then we did it's become kind of a tradition like every Mm -hmm. time i got cancer we watched (laughs) well can i say as much as you love those episodes i hope you never watch them again (laughs) 
so talking about my vagina. Yeah, let's, <laughs> moving, moving on. Moving right along. Move, moving right along to my vagina. So there's a lot of shit, and I know, I, maybe Lucy has told you this, that she wants to write a book, and we want to call it... Uh, Shit I wish people told me before I started cancer treatment. Yeah. <laughs> what happened to your vagina? Yeah. I mean, no, nothing so drastic. Okay. But chemo is so terrible. It, like, makes your whole body kind of dry out, okay. which is kind of weird because mm-hmm. you're putting liquid right. into your body. Right. But it, like, dries your body out. So, I like... Mean- my eyes would get so dry and I'm already legally blind. So it would make my eyes dry to the point where I was like for realsies blind. And like (laughs) then it would dry out my nose to the point where it would crack and I would just like bleed from like the scars in my nose. I know this is like maybe TMI. No, no, no. nothing is. But people need to notice shit. Nobody told me this. Right, when people tell you, oh, you're going to be getting chemo, what do they tell you? Oh, you're going to be nauseous. Your hair is going to fall out. Yeah. All I know is that it's miserable, and nobody says anything about why it's miserable. Yeah. But it's like, they don't tell you how it messes with your brain. Mm. It's like, they just say, oh, chemo brain. Chemo brain fucking sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Can I just say this? Like, well, because it's, it's poison, terrible. right? Right, right. It's poison for your body. And I learned this the other, like, a few weeks ago only, that they treat um, leukemia. That's the blood cancer, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Yeah. They treat yeah. leukemia with arsenic. Like, Stop. I'm serious. Lower level of arsenic. Like, arsenic is not poison like it's it's all about like levels levels right it's all about dosage so it's like if you eat too many apples you could die you know what i'm saying like too much iron right right like you can you know you could die from drinking too much water exactly you know you think about like i was just listening to john stewart like um on npr they were playing john stewart's recent statement in front of the congressional judiciary committee which was (laughs) i've listened to it three times it keeps coming on it makes me cry every time Mm -hmm. but you're like we're talking about people who are getting sick from these toxins or like we think about like the atomic bomb, people are getting sick from radiation and then we use radiation to treat the same things that people mm-hmm. get from radiation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it feels almost like a positive feedback loop. I yeah. know that I'm missing something in it, but mm-hmm. like, cause I didn't go to medical school, but it always, I mean, I know that the poison is, is theoretically specifically geared towards certain cells like that's the mm-hmm. idea right but it ends up poisoning but it but it poisons everything. other shit too yeah you can't uh at least at this point in right. in our like modern world we're not able to um you know kind of pinpoint it to exactly what it needs to attack so mm-hmm. it attacks what it, we need it to attack and then a bunch of other shit as well. Right, yeah. So it just makes you crazy. I feel like in 50 years, they're going to be like, they used to treat people with arsenic for leukemia. <laughs> the way that we talk about shit yeah. from 50 years ago, yeah. like beaver testicles as birth control. Right, right? exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, crazy shit. And, and that's the thing, like, I, I, I say that all the time. It's funny that you said it because I say that all the yeah. time. I'm like, I'm sure in like 10, 20 years, like, they're going to be like, they did what Yeah, you? exactly. They got your titties off? Right. What the fuck? Like, Why? Yeah. Like, gonna be like what is happening but yeah but chemo like is this like force that just like rips through your body and leaves you completely vulnerable and like people misunderstand a lot of these things because people are like your hair is gonna fall out what they're talking about is visible hair what they're not talking about is hair inside your nose your eyelashes i didn't even think about the inside of your nose Mm -hmm. that i never thought about that and your hair and your ears yep everything that keeps your everything that your whole safe 
Yeah, that protects your holes. Yep. Protects your we holes. need to protect our holes. So butt people hair. Are like, people are like, butt oh, hair. right by butt hair and like <laughs> vagina hair or yeah, vulva hair. Yeah. And so it's, you know, like just like everything goes and it's like it leaves your skin vulnerable. Oh my God. Not like you shaved and the follicles are still filled yeah. with, you know, like hair like yeah. bits. No. It your follicles fine. are empty. Empty to be filled with what? Bacteria oh and my God. dead skin. And oh other God. shit that you don't think about, right. but it does. And then you get like you break out, yeah. and you get pimples, which is essentially like what you know, like you get like lesions. Yeah. Like I yeah. had them on my legs, worse than anything else. I don't know why, but it's hair like, is there to protect you, you, right? Right, hair is there to protect you, and it's like I usually don't get colds, but with chemo, I would get colds and I would get the flu, and it's because when I breathe in through my nose, the oh my hair God. doesn't filter out all the bacteria and all the shit that I'm breathing in. So I would get terrible sore throats because the air just goes straight in. Yeah. It doesn't stop. It doesn't have that barrier. But like people don't think about that. Like, you know what, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. like people don't think about it. Like my ears would get like really itchy and just kind of like weird because there's, there's no, no hair. Like hair. the hair is falling out. <gasps> like the, the follicles are freaking out. Like they're, yeah. they're bugging out. So shit's falling out and they're like, what is happening? Right the now? soldiers yeah. are gone. Right. Yeah. But when people say you're going to lose your hair, they don't tell you that. Right. They just tell, they just mean you're going to be bald. Because and they're thinking like, about the aesthetics again. Once again, but I like, I never wore a wig. Both right. times I had chemo. I don't give a fuck. And everybody yeah. was like, you should wear a wig. Don't you Why? wear a wig? Why? Mm-hmm. Why do I need to wear a wig? So you for feel you, more comfortable? That's what it is. No. For other people. Like, if other people like want to wear a wig, that's totally fine. Like if you want to totally. wear a wig and your motivation is I don't want people to ask me questions, that's fine. totally fine. I didn't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like that's a theme <laughs> yeah. in my life. Yeah. But it's like, you know, they tell you, oh, you're going to be nauseous. But they don't explain why the the reason why you have so many troubles with your stomach and your guts and everything is because it's like a particular type of tissue but they don't tell you that it's not just in your guts it's the same type of tissue that's that your like vulva is made out of that like your vagina is made out of like it's a soft tissue right it's the same thing that your like booty hole is made out of you know like your yeah. like butt mm-hmm. canal or whatever um, your butt, butt canal, canal. <laughs> yeah <laughs> whatever but you know what i mean yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. like your mouth as well yeah. like your mouth is made of the same tissue so when i kept telling my doctors the texture of my mouth changed they had no idea how to react to that they were like i, I don't know but what had you no mean. one ever said that before i guess not because they're like well people told me like their taste buds changed and maybe i'm just in tune with my body like i don't know maybe i just like notice this shit so minutely because i overthink shit once again because i have anxiety so like i think about every single thing that happens yeah. to me and i always like i've always really liked anal i know it's not like for everybody or whatever but like i always liked it couldn't do it during chemo like and it takes, even with like, lube even wow. with like, nope, but it because it's just it's so everything feels the only way I can describe it is like everything is really dry, like mm-hmm. everything is dried out. Okay. There's a reason why like you have um, nobody tells you that after chemo you can have some serious constipation once again because everything is super dry. Yeah, because whereas the lubricant to get everything to move exactly. out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's like. Obviously, if the outside of your body is so dry, what about the inside? Right, right, exactly. And thankfully, throughout this whole time, I had a partner who was like very understanding. But I can't imagine being as young as I am, being single and Mm -hmm. like, you know, trying to be like, 
on a dating scene. Like, what are you going to take three years out of your life for treatments? Like, yeah. not likely. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you you want somebody close, especially when you're going through something like this. But it's like, you know, you got to. Oh, my God. Explain Ugh. it. And yeah. not everybody's going to take that well. And it's, you know, so I can't imagine. I feel like I'm lucky that I already had a partner yeah. that right. I could, like, rely on to be understanding and stuff. But it's like, and yeah, we just be like keeping the bottle of lube next to the bed, you know, it's just mm -hmm. it's liquid. part of our, part yeah. of our like uh, normal, normal thing. And the thing is when I tried to talk to my doctors about it, they were surprised that I was even like attempting to like have a, have sex, have sex, like during it's like, this oh Is your whole life supposed to go on hold according to them? Like that's, that's like, exactly it. Yeah. Like, and I, I'm just like, fuck that. Like mm -hmm. I, I keep finding like my mom will say this to me like, Oh my God, you're traveling in between your chemo treatments. I scheduled my travel time specifically towards like the end of like the time period, like right before my next treatment. So that right. way I feel like the best that I can possibly feel. But I'm like, what what am I gonna do? Like yeah. what do they want you to do? I'm gonna like and watch set like... this aside. Hell no. Like I'm not doing that. No. Yeah. Like I'm not I already have cancer. I will probably like not make it to very old like I have cancer mm. I'm blind like you know I, I just like I have a lot of like health issues and who knows what else can pop up like the older you get the more shit you get so and get it's it like, done now right yeah. so I'm like I'm not fuck that like yeah. I'm not gonna put the shit on hold I'm just not doing it I'm like I'm gonna go Don't and she's like well you're putting yourself into more danger and I'm like How so? should I just like keep myself in a box yeah like you know yeah. and just like not do anything just keep myself sterile and I would keep myself sterile like when we flew in the middle of my chemo treatment, I wore a mask. People looked at me like I was a fucking weirdo, but I didn't give a fuck. You made it right. <laughs> I don't give cares? a fuck. Once again, it comes up. Yeah. It's like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I can't go through that and not, um, like, do all the things. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I have to because – and, like – some people like my mom, like they don't get that. They're like, oh, you should keep yourself safe. You should keep yourself safe. But safe from fucking what? We're all yeah. going to die. Yeah. So it's like, I'm yeah. not going to like go and I don't know, do parkour. Like no way. But like I'm going to travel and Live I'm going to like, yeah. right, I'm going to drink and I'm mm -hmm. going to like do all the shit because she's like, you shouldn't be drinking. Oh my God, it's bad for cancer. But, but it's like every like year they come out. keeps everyone alive. Right. Yeah. But it's like they keep coming out with a new study every year. It's like alcohol is bad for cancer. No, alcohol actually has no effect on cancer. And then like the next year it's like, oh no, no, wait a minute. We did another study. It does have an effect on cancer. The point is we don't know shit. Really. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like anything in moderation is fine. Yeah. You know, as long mm -hmm. as you're not like clearly like destroying yourself. Right. You're going to New Zealand soon, right? Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so, so excited. I'm so grateful. Oh my God. I can't believe, I mean, Lucy is amazing for yeah. like creating that fundraiser for me. Um, is it still open? Yeah. It's can you still open. Will you plug it real quick so oh, our listeners sure, can sure. maybe donate it's some money uh, if they want? On GoFundMe. And uh, the fundraiser is called Fuck Cancer, Save Diana. <laughs> and it's fuck with an asterisk. Yes. Yes. Because yes. we're classy like that. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Send Diana to New Zealand. Yeah. Give some money to her fundraiser. <laughs> um, has this all affected your like menstruation cycle and everything? Oh, yeah. I'm menopausal. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, because... Uh, what is people that where don't the hot flashes come from? Hmm? Is that where the oh, hot yeah. flashes mm -hmm. come from? And that's the thing. When uh, you're getting chemo for mm -hmm. something like for a hormonal cancer, right. <laughs> as I call them. So for breast cancer, when you're getting chemo, you don't get your period anymore. Right. Okay. Uh, because it blocks estrogen. Okay. 
Right. And, so the, uh, okay. So like the chemo itself blocks estrogen and then you're taking these other two to block the other. Mm-hmm. So you have to take all of them because yep. of being triple positive. Yeah. Okay. So that's why, um, some women can just get away. It's almost always estrogen. I feel like everybody is like positive for estrogen. Right. It's rare that it's like triple negative and it's rare when it's like triple positive, okay. but it's like almost always positive for estrogen at least when it's triple negative, like at least when it's triple positive, we know like what to attack mm, but right. when it's triple negative like you don't know right. like you don't, don't know, know what the cancer it. wants right so it's like it's kind of like a i guess two sides of the same coin you yeah. know but it's like most people are somewhere in the middle okay. and then um but yeah it's um mo- most women it's estrogen positive which means you have to block it which means if you block it you're going to be menopausal right. during this period and when you're menopausal it can manifest in various ways like basically any um uh, you know, um, side effects that women get through when they go through menopause is what you can get. Yeah. For me, it's mainly been hot flashes, mm. uh, change in my like libido and um, uh, like the really dry vagina. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. really dry vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie has a video about, about a wet, wet vagina. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I watched vagina. it. I did yeah. watch it. Thank I you. liked it. <laughs> but yeah, it's true. And it's like, and there's not much you can do about it because it's like, you know, uh, you, there's nothing you can do about it except lube. But, um, but yeah, it's just, and you have to kind of um, work it out. Mm-hmm. And when you have a good partner, you can. Right. And um, I mean, like my husband and I, we. He uh, sounds terrible. <laughs> but we, uh, we sometimes like in, invite other ladies into our bed. Nice. And so mm-hmm. that's been a little bit trickier mm-hmm. uh, with. You know, because with the body changes and the libido changes and stuff like that, sometimes it can make me feel uh, like, oh, no, like, what if he likes her better than me? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you have those yeah. thoughts. Right, of course. But it's, you That's know, you just have to, like, normal. trust your partner and, like, and talk. talk and, yeah. yeah. And, like, when you talk about it, it can all be worked out. So and he's, it's like, kind of, yeah. Good and, and communicative about it. And inviting yeah. other ladies predated all of this. Oh, it's yeah. It's been con- it's continued throughout. Yeah, yeah. It's continued throughout. Um, less so now because it is, you know, kind of, like, harder for me to, I don't know, be, like, up for it. Right. Yeah. So is, like... Is the menopause like at this point like a permanent state or does it change? It is ter- a permanent thing. It has to be permanent for me. Because uh, This is moment. why I'm getting my ovaries removed. Okay. Because basically <clears throat> once I was finished with chemo, your period can come back. Mm-hmm. And in fact, after I finished my chemo the first time around, even though they put me on a pill that supposedly is supposed to like keep me in menopausal, it didn't. It didn't oh. work. So. Um, oh, you're. Your your period's strong. Yeah. Yep. My period is <laughs> period strong. Is strong the force be with, with you. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, but this time around they were like, okay, we gotta do something else. And it's either you have to take shots, a shot every three months mm-hmm. to keep your ovaries shut down. Mm-hmm. And or you can take them out uh for like a more permanent solution. Yeah. And I was like, I need a more permanent solution, yeah. obviously, because every three months, every like what i don't yeah. drive so like who knows like right. what if it's a fucking snowstorm and i like can't get my shot yeah <laughs> like, you know? i mean yeah so there's a like, lot of there's a lot of things to keep in mind about that yeah and that's what i find now 
you know, you were asking me earlier how I feel now. Like sometimes I feel very panicky because I'm like, oh shit, what if I do something wrong? Because like we don't know enough about cancer to right. really know how to like protect yourself from right. it really. And so it's like sometimes I'm like, oh my God, what if what I'm doing is wrong? Like what if, you know, especially since it came back twice, I right. was like, well, what what if like my lifestyle is just wrong? Like what if... I'm just like, you know, sometimes I get into those panicky moments and it's the same thing with uh, like kind of post chemo treatment because yeah. like chemo treatment is chemo treatment and it's like, well, you're going through it, you're actively doing something, but now it's like kind of like more preventative, right. which is what the hormonal treatment is. And it's, you know, hoping that it won't come back. Yeah. Right. But, but it's, but there's also like people, I hate when people, people like take advantage of uh, people in a vulnerable state. And I kind of want to address that, too, because a lot of uh, cancer patients that I've met, I feel that they're easily, um, what's the word, uh, kind bullied. of like... Hmm? Bullied? Yes. Bullied or persuaded into things that make no sense. Mm -hmm. So, like, a lot of cancer patients, they do this, like, frou-frou treatment that doesn't do anything for you and it has been mm -hmm. proven to not do anything for you and i mean there is placebo effect and if it makes you feel better it's fine i guess but i don't i don't feel like that would be helpful to me i don't think placebo effect could work on me because i like need to really know that like what something is doing in order to like have that effect yeah. and i just feel bad and especially when i went to um mary's place by the sea uh, which is in ocean grove new jersey and it's a wonderful place it's where women who have cancer can go and get uh various treatments like massages it's like all for you you can oh, stay in this house on the shore and you can walk around and you can meet other cancer patients and you can have like group discussions and you can have uh you know like little uh, therapy sessions and all that and it's wonderful mm -hmm. but you know what from what i've heard from other ladies that were there uh it just kind of made me really angry at people for like taking advantage of uh people who are in a very vulnerable state and are yeah. willing to believe yeah. anything and it has to do with you know like fake drugs mm -hmm. and fake treatments uh and um you know just like you know i i, I hate like to say it, like i'll probably get a lot of hate for saying this but acupuncture doesn't do anything yeah, you know right. like they've done research like it doesn't uh it's it's completely useless and like but women who have had cancer that i've met they believe by it. that it does something for them right uh, same thing with uh is it called reiku or roku oh, or reiki 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 that's it same thing with that it like you know scientifically been proven that it doesn't really do anything right. but it's like is, if it's a placebo effect is it okay like if I it mean, makes someone feel better for going other things like yeah you, and if, well it's also as long as nobody's charging you for it but right. they do right. yeah that's true <laughs> so for yeah. me it's like it, it is taking advantage of someone uh if if they charge for it because when you have uh like a fatal disease or like cancer you know like something like that you're you can be very vulnerable. Yeah. And even me, like as a badass as I am, like I, you know, I, there were times when I found myself really vulnerable. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh Lord. All right. Cool. Yeah. Thank you so much thank for coming you. on. Yeah. You're, thank you so much for having me. Like yeah. I, like I said, I love, I love talking about this kinds of stuff and I, you know, cause I feel like people need to know this shit because when yeah. you're dealing with it and you don't, no, like, you know, so many people are coming out of the woodworks for me. It's like, 
like oh but you know like I had breast cancer I'm like yeah. I never knew how come yeah. I never knew like yeah, right. why it's like people why people we... need to talk like when I go to the beach I'm just gonna wear bottoms because yeah. what the fuck am I gonna wear a right. top for like I ain't got no nips I was those females don't nips. even have to I know I, I know <laughs> I don't even have right. to free the nipples there's no nipples yep well fuck cancer fuck cancer is right uh, it sucks but it's a reality of life you know a lot mm. of people get it. So it's like fuck it, but also we gotta like deal with it. Know, know what you're doing and live <laughs> right, your fucking right, right, life. Right, right, right. Like do your research, you know. Talk to people. Like don't just believe frou frou nonsense. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's just. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so basically Jesse just sent me this thing so we could go through and, and make, you know, talk about funny slang words for clitoris. Uh, and h- half of the words are blurred out mm-hmm. because apparently, um, Fosta-Sesta has gotten here too. And these are deemed inappropriate words. Yep. And love button. Love button is one of them. That's insane. That's so <sighs> crazy. All right. So we are going to just list off some fun words for the clitoris. Uh, node. Baby toe. Bozo nose. Thimble. Bliss button. Cunt knuckle. Baby toe. Fweak. Nature's Rubik's Cube. Little man in the boat. Fuck button. Turkey gobbler. Taco berry. Clitosaurus. <laughs> Kalinus. Jilling off. Pussy pearl. Snatchcock. Poon tongue. Uh, bean flicker. Twat balls. Pink pearl of love. <laughs> click clock. Click crotch. Click cock. Crotch nipple. Meat bean. Cup the puss. Cunt nipple. Clip coat. <laughs> Cherry chapstick. Fuck bead. Playing DJ. Slug slapper. <laughs> Hooded prawn. Happy button. Velvet Melvin. Uh, Richie? <laughs> Ziploc. Spam beam. Incognitoris. Meat canoe. Magic button. Squeezing the beetle. Did it. Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Welcome to My Vagina. It's time for us to slide on out of here. <laughs> you can find us on Instagram at Welcome to My Vagina. On Twitter at Welcome to My Vag. Soon to be on Medium. You can donate to us at Patreon, LiberaPay, PayPal, and uh, Venmo at Welcome to My Vagina. Yeah, become a monthly subscriber. Yeah, yeah, go to welcomebyvagina.com and become a subscriber to our newsletter as well. You can email us at welcometomyvagina at gmail.com. We like questions and fan art and jingles. And suggestions for future episodes. True. Check out Jesse's awesome videos at on YouTube. Just search for Welcome to My Vagina. Check out Rebecca's awesome writing at franklyrebecca.com. Please also remember that our amazing intro was done by Elise and Willie. If you want to hire Willie to do some videos for you or art or jingles, you can find him at Wooly Willie. That's W-O-O-L-L-Y-W-I-L-L-I-E. Um, and his Etsy shop is Wooly's Studio. And head on over to morebanana.com to check out all of the awesome projects by our production company yeah thanks kate thanks kate for being our amazing dope ass fucking producer (laughs) cool